Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Hi guys, welcome to part one of a two-part series with Laura to talk all about her big move to the UK. There was just so much to cover that we had to break this into two parts. If there are any resources that you want to know about that we didn't confirm, please just reach out to me so that I can get that information for you. Otherwise, I can't wait for you guys to hear this and looking forward to releasing the next part next week. Enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I'm very excited because I get to speak to my good friend Laura Eustace, who you might know from Insta, at Flourish Project NZ. Yep. (laughs) And uh, she is here to talk to us about something a little bit different today, and that is her big move overseas to the UK, to London, which is so, so exciting. And I'm sure so many of you are in the same boat with wanting to do that soon too, now that borders are reopening. And I thought that this would be a really amazing opportunity to kind of pick her brain, so to speak, on all of the details, uh, the financial details and all the rest of it to get an understanding of how we could potentially do this for ourselves. So Laura, welcome back to the podcast. You've been on before. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Slightly different topic this time, but um, no, I'm so excited and yeah, moving in less than, or coming up to three weeks now, which I'm like, oh my gosh, it's actually happening. How do you actually feel? Like, do you feel nervous or anything towards it or... I'm very excited. I think it hasn't really hit me because the past couple of weeks have been like so hectic busy with yeah. like all of the sweatshirt stuff and whatnot um, that mm-hmm. I've been doing on Flourish. And then, yeah, just trying to get everything organized. And because we've been quite well organized and we've had quite a few things already booked up, I'm kind of like, it's more like a waiting game now. Mm-hmm. But like last night I was thinking about it. I was like, oh my God, I actually have to say goodbye to friends soon. And like, I've got a leaving party next weekend. Um, which you're coming to, which I'm so yes. excited for. Um, but it just started to hit me and I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually going to have to say goodbye to my dog. Like, yeah. ah, what am I going to do? So yeah, it's starting to hit me, but I'm I'm really excited. There have been waves of like, oh my God, I need to find a new job. Yeah. That's going to be hectic. I'm feeling really good about it. And I think it's just because my sister's over there. So I feel really mm. at peace and like comforted. Yeah, yeah, reassured. Yeah, that's probably a better word than at peace, but reassured and yeah, just feeling all good about going because I'm in a really good position the sense that my sister owns a house over there with her partner she was actually born in England so she doesn't Ah. have to worry about the visas or anything like that so um she's been there like six years now and um she's so kindly um hosting me and Mason my partner when we move over there so she's just like you can stay as long as you need when you find a job and then you can sort of flat like don't stress about anything so it's just like a really lucky situation that um, I've got my sister there and she's got a spare room and yeah, she's been so kind enough to be like, yeah, just stay and figure it out and I'll help you along the way and yeah. Amazing. It's so great to have that support and I think that the feeling that you were mentioning you have, you know, it seems like there's a mix of kind of anticipation building up to this move but also a lot of excitement and I think that period of being a little bit uncomfortable is obviously where you see so much growth in yourself and in your Mm. life and 
I think it often means you're on the edge of like just the next exciting path in, in your life and I'm just so excited for you I think it's such a courageous thing to do and I think it's really going to add so much to just your world experience your life experience and yeah I'm just so excited for you so tell us the tell us the plan like I guess we know where you're going at the UK but we're in the UK are you traveling before tell us all of that stuff yeah so we're moving to London, um, the good old epicenter, <laughs> um, where everyone pretty much goes. So we're doing the, uh, well, we've got the Youth Mobility Scheme visa, which is the T5, which is like a work visa for two years. So um, right. Kiwis can apply for that. And it's a two-year visa. And you've got up until the age of 30 to be able to utilise it. So we've got that. So we head to London, then we've got about a week in London just to kick the jet lag and whatnot. And then we're off on a 12 day Turkey tour, which I'm really excited about. So um, yeah, we go to all the main attractions through Turkey and then we spend three nights on like a goulette, which is like a boat yacht thing. It looks really cool. We head to Greece after that. So we're doing a seven day yacht tour in the Greek islands, which I am so excited for amazing yeah that's been on my bucket list for I don't know how long like last time I went to Europe I really wanted to do Greece but I just didn't have enough time and it's just been something that I think has been getting me through COVID is like thinking about like oh just wait until I get to Greece it'll be okay yeah so really excited about that and then we're going through Italy so from Rome to Florence to the Cinque Terre and then to um, Venice, and then back to London for a night, and then we head to Tomorrowland, which is oh. the massive music festival. Yeah, um, We bought tickets actually in 2020, so we were supposed to do about a three to four month trip in Europe in 2020, and obviously <laughs> that got mm. um, shafted, so our tickets got transferred to 2021, and then when that didn't happen, it transferred again to 2022. So we are doing Tomorrowland Weekend 1, and we got the Global Journey Pass, so it's like next to impossible to get tickets if you're just trying to get the single like festival ticket, um, because they've got like 200,000 people each weekend, and like millions of people are trying to get tickets, but... Um, oh. Yeah, we were lucky enough to get tickets in 2020 through Global Journey, which is where you get your accommodation, your flights to and from, or bus or train, so transport, as well as the festival tickets. And you pay a bit more, but um, it's pretty much the guaranteed way to get a ticket. So we spent 10 hours getting tickets in 2020, so we didn't have to worry about that this year, which was amazing. But um, we've also organised... Uh, a couple of our friends over in Europe who are already over there, I helped them get their tickets because I had early access Mm. to get tickets. So I helped them get their tickets. And so we've got about a group of six of us where we've all got the same accommodation and whatnot. So we'll be all going as a group. And I'm so excited to see them. It's been so long since I've seen my mates and stuff. So And then we head back to London and then that's when the job search starts and trying to get settled and finding a flat and everything. We're going to look for jobs first and then start those hopefully and then try and find a flat just so that Mm. once we've got because they pay monthly over there it'll just be nice to have a top up of money and then try and find a flat so there's no huge rush obviously we don't want to be skimping off my sister for like super long yeah I think it's just a a more comfortable way to do it and not feel so rushed and not feel like we just have to accept the first thing coming at us because in the end like I I want a good job but I also want one where I know that I'm going to be doing something that I enjoy um, and not just trying to take, you know, the first thing that presents its opportunity to me. 
if mm. that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Definitely. I'm so interested to see how that works out. But it's so cool that you have so much to look forward to, I guess, before you have to get into the somewhat seriousness of trying to find a job and do that whole thing. I want to cast your mind back to when you decided that this was something you were going to do. I know that this is something you've wanted to do uh, previous mm-hmm. to that, but when you decided yeah, we're doing it. What was the process from then to like start organizing your shit basically and, yeah. <laughs> and start putting everything together you needed to get you there? Uh, I decided last year when Auckland was in its three month lockdown, I had been having a discussion with my sister because for a long time I just felt like I have needed a massive change and I just kind of feel like I'm at that stage where I've kind of outgrown Auckland I've kind of outgrown New Zealand like I've lived overseas before in Sydney and I know it's not that far away but you know like I've had that experience and I've been really craving it um, even more so and I'm sure so many people have during COVID not having that opportunity to be able to leave when we want to and whatnot and yeah my sister basically discussed with me because I was like I don't really know what to do like you know just feeling stuck in COVID and whatnot and she was just like well, you've always wanted to come to London, let's just do it. Things are starting to open up over here. Um, You know, people are really looking for new workers and whatnot. It's really opening up, so, like, don't feel like you're stuck. Just come and start to organise yourself, start saving, and really, yeah, just grind your gears and let's get started. And then I spoke with my partner, Mason, and, yeah, we decided, yep, we wanted to do it. So this was around, I think, October, oh, about November, last year that we were really like okay yep let's do it and then we decided to um, make sure we could secure our Tomorrowland ticket so that was pretty much the first thing that we did and then we started to look into the visa process so for the visa that we're going on you have to apply for it within six months so you have to be arriving in the UK within six months of you applying for it so we looked into what that involved getting all the documents together kind of figuring out what time we wanted to leave and we decided on May end of May because his birthday's in May and he wanted to spend his birthday over here so we decided yeah end of May and it's coming into summer as well we didn't really want to go in winter or anything like that just Mm. because yeah you don't really want to do that it's like six hours (laughs) of not even sunshine, but yeah, light. And then it goes dark for the rest of the day. So yeah, it's best to kind of move um, during summer and um, figure everything out from there. So yeah, it only took about three months of seriously like properly discussing and really starting to get our butts into gear. And then we applied for our, uh, we got all our documents together. We applied for the visa. And with that, you have to like provide um, your bank account. So you have to have, I think, just over 5,000 New Zealand dollars in your bank account and it has to have been in your account for over a month to show that you have sustainable funds in Mm. your account so that if you're over there, then you're not screwed, basically. We had to go and get our biometrics. We also had to pay for the IHS, which is the healthcare system over there. So you have to pay straight straight up. So that was a decent cost that... I was kind of a little bit like, oh, crap, um, $1,996. Mm. So, and that's not even when you've been accepted with the visa. So, wow. yeah, Scary. I was a bit like, oh, crap, yeah. what if I don't get um, accepted? Not that there was any reason not to be, but I was like, shit, that's a big cost. But they do refund you if you don't get accepted. Okay. But I think it's just show that you're like 
serious serious about it as well as they're also protecting i guess their healthcare system too for sure okay and then so i want to dive into the visas a bit more because i think when it comes to that people like how do i start to figure out what visa i need or how do Mm -hmm. you even figure that out what did you do did you ask anyone for advice or did you just google it or so I've had a couple of friends that have moved over to London before and done the visa process and um I guess also just discussing with my sister as well so as I mentioned my sister is actually a a citizen over there so she hasn't had to worry about it but yeah my friends all of them suggested doing the youth mobility um visa scheme which is yeah if you're up to the age of 30 um Kiwis can apply and get two years working visa right so we yeah we decided to apply for that mason actually his grandma was from england as well so there is the opportunity he could apply for the ancestral visa but um instead of just doing that we just decided to do the youth mobility one so uh if you've had a grandparent that was born in england then you can apply for an ancestral visa and i believe that you can stay a bit longer um don't quote like don't quote me too much on that just because i haven't done full research into that side is there like a website where you can find all the different visas that are available yeah so if you go on the uk government website yeah so it's the www.gov.uk um you can browse all the different visas there available um you can even like just look up uk visas available for kiwis um and it'll come up with a whole list and like there's a quiz that you can do which shows which ones you're eligible for Mm, and whatnot so yeah it is really helpful and it's pretty straightforward as well so it's not too complicated which is good but um the visa itself cost 519 dollars to apply for um and then you pay that straight away as well as the healthcare cost and then you have to go and get biometrics done um, and at the time that we were doing our biometrics, for some reason, there's immigration offices in Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch. Um, there's two in Auckland. There's one which is like the premium one, which is where you have to pay a little bit more. That one and then a free one where basically you just go in and get your biometrics, which is like your fingerprints. They scan your passport um, and then you actually have to give them your passport. Um, so they send it away to get the visa put into it and then they take your photo and whatnot and then they put like once you've been accepted per se then they put the um the like visa like picture card thing in your actual passport and then when you get over to the UK then you have to go and pick up your actual um visa document okay thing so um yeah it's a little bit nerve-wracking sending your passport over but um yeah, at the time when we applied, for some reason, only the premium service was available, not mm. the free service. So we had to pay an extra $213 for that. But it meant that we got seen really quickly. It was the bronze package, which meant that we could send them. They sent the um, passport for us and then um, we got it straight back um, through the courier service. We didn't have to go over and send send it to the UK or anything like that. They just did everything for us. So we could just leave our passports there and then come back. Awesome. And so explain that a little bit further when, so you do you have to send your passports to the UK? Yeah. And then do you get them back so that you can fly over there? Yes. So they, the reason why you send your passport over there is just so that they can pop in their, I I wouldn't even know how to, it's kind of like a card that's like stuck into your passport basically. And it's got your picture and it's got like youth mobility, whatever, tier, five rah 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 and then your 
um, visa number and whatnot. So that's fully stuck in your passport. So when you get over to the UK, it's like whatever date you've got it on, it like starts Mm. and then you take that and then you show that through customs or whatever. And then when you're actually in the UK, you pick where you're going to pick up your actual like visa document where you have to go and pick it up. Um, And then it's just like a proper card thing that you have. Mm, Okay, interesting. And so you mentioned that with the visa, the one that you're getting, it allows you to work for two years, is that correct? Yes. And so what happens after that two years if you're still there? This is actually what my friend did. She got sponsored by her work. So Mm. if you get a work sponsorship, then you can get an extension for about three years. Otherwise, if you've got ancestral, then... Yeah, you can stay for a bit longer and then through that, I'm pretty sure you can do a partnership visa through the Ancestral. So if we wanted to stay and I couldn't get sponsored by work, then I'd be like, hey, Mace, want to get the Ancestral and then I'll get a partnership through ah, that. Ah, okay, interesting. Yeah. So if your partner's like British or something like that or like a UK citizen, then um, you can apply for a partnership visa through them. So it wouldn't matter that your sister's a citizen or anything in terms of... Unfortunately not. So because mm. my parents weren't born there and because none of my grandparents were born there, um, I can't get an ancestral. Only my great-grandparents were born there, so it's kind of a bit of a pain. But because my great-grandparents were... So my dad had the ancestral visa, which is why when my parents went over, they stayed there for eight years. Right. And then my sister was born and then... You know, they were like, oh, let's go back to New Zealand. Not thinking like, hey, what if my future kids want, you know, visas to stay in the UK (laughs) or whatever, but it's okay. So, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, the ancestral way, like if you've got family that are from there, then it seems to be a really good way to be able to stay longer. Otherwise, work sponsorship is very common over Mm. there. So I've heard of quite a few people that have gotten work sponsorships afterwards. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it just depends after that. I'm not sure if you can start applying for residency or anything after that. So moving on from visas to flights, um, how did you, you sort of mentioned how you picked dates and I guess that was more of a personal decision. Mm -hmm. But then how did you make decisions about when you were going to do things when it comes to the travel you were going to do before and how long you were going to travel for and then Mm -hmm. when you were going to go to London? Mm -hmm. So we first figured out what kind of countries we wanted to do and how long would be a good kind of time for us so obviously we had Tomorrowland which is um, the second weekend of July so we had to work around that and we wanted to use that as like our last like blowout kind mm. of thing we wanted to finish our traveling around then so that leaves us around about six weeks of traveling <laughs> um, so we figured because Mason's birthday's at the end of May like around the end of May so we we started to go onto Skyscanner and look around flights and like when would be a kind of cheap time and whatnot um and we came up with the date we didn't want to go for super cheap flights which meant that we had like four stops or anything like that we wanted more of a direct flight because over if you're flying I think it's like 34 hours in total if if you're flying for that long you don't want to have heaps of stops or anything like that and I've done that before and it's a pain in the butt so we found a flight that was a little bit more expensive but it was only one stop so it, we fly to Singapore we have a two-hour transit and then we go so only one stop which is great because the other flights we were looking at had three stops and we fly to Brisbane then we fly to um, like either China or 
Korea and then fly again somewhere to Frankfurt or something like that and then to London, which is, yes, cheaper, but no. <laughs> I did not want to do all those stops and get on and off a plane and whatnot. So, yeah, we found flights through Skyscanner and we went for the one that had the least amount of like disruption through the travel time. Um, and then we... Yeah, picked which countries we wanted to do. My good friend Georgie had recommended this um, Turkey tour. So she went to Europe in like 2019 or I believe. And she, I loved looking at what she had done. And I was like, oh, like I'd love to do something like that. So me and Mason discussed it, looked into it. And yeah, we decided to do the same tour that she did, which I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, And then um, Greece was definitely on the cards so we looked into Med Sailors, which is the yachting company that does it. So they do like seven day um, yacht tours around the Greek islands. So we decided to do that. Mason's never been to Europe. So we were kind of trying to find places that would kind of like interlink, like as in we weren't, we wouldn't be traveling like super too far around it. So um, he wanted to do Italy and I've done Italy before and I absolutely loved it. So we were like, yep, let's do Italy. Um and then yeah Tomorrowland at the very end of it so we wanted to do a decent amount of travel um as in like spend a decent amount of time in each place and not just feel like we're rushing around or like just spending two days in Spain and then two days in France and then two days over here because I guess with the two years we'll be able to do that over the weekends but um for the first six weeks we Mm. wanted to do something where we're doing like the countries like a little bit more in depth just so that we can make the most out of it and yeah that's what we decided to do so yeah awesome and so when you were like looking at all of these places or picking flights and organizing things and paying for things did you use anything specific like websites or whatever to find the cheapest way to do it or like how did you like kind of manage that so I kind of heard of companies already, like, you know, there's Top Deck, there's um, Intrepid Travel, there's lots of different tour companies that kind of, you know, tick the boxes of, like, the main tourist attractions and whatnot. And we knew that we wanted to do um, tours through, uh, or a tour through Turkey, which was the one that Georgie recommended, um, just because it's so much easier to go through a tour and everything's organised for you versus in Italy, it's all of us organising. And I guess because I've already done Italy before, I was kind of like, I feel confident in knowing that we don't necessarily need a tour guide to take us through that. Mm. Um, And with Greece, I always knew that I wanted to do the yacht tour. So I was just saying to Mason, like, this is something we have to do. (laughs) It's non-negotiable. We're doing it. Um, I've decided. Yeah, I've decided we're doing this. (laughs) Because all I can imagine is just sitting on a yacht over the beautiful blue water in Greece after watching Blow Deck for I don't know how many seasons just like I'm like I need to do it absolutely so, and then he was just like all right <laughs> if you want to do it that's fine so yeah I think just googling like I did a lot of googling of the different tours and what's included so there are obviously different amenities that they include or not amenities but different um benefits that they include some of the places so when they go to say with Turkey so there's lots of places like Troy where the big giant horses and whatnot and there's like entry fees to all these places that you're going to go visit Um, as well as if lunch and dinner are included, what type of transport will you be on when you're going between places and whatnot and 
with the turkey one, we really liked the idea of like it was a bit broken up. So we've got the sailing in the middle of it. Uh, they've got all these places that you can choose to do. So it's up to you during the day if you want to go to all the places or just one. And you do have to pay for the entry fees, but they weren't actually that expensive versus another tour company. We looked at all of the um, places that you visit like everything was included and we were like well what if we didn't want to do that that day it kind of feels like a little bit like you're wasting money a bit but they didn't have as much lunch or dinner included so we were trying to work out what would suit our needs best and what we wanted and we wanted things that actually included lunch and dinner and breakfast and whatnot also something a little bit different not just ticking off the big places like actually being able to you know go on a boat as well and see a different side of Turkey so yeah we just did a lot of comparison there I spoke to a couple of people like my sister again there's some great websites which compare all the tours and what's included in them oh really yeah yeah it was just great to see the different um, things that they include and they kind of recommend like this is great for couples or this is great for solo travelers wanting to meet new friends and whatnot and I guess it also just depends on how bougie you want to travel as well like if you're just a you know backpacker that just wants all the nightlife just to see the sights when you're hung over on a bus and like get out and be able to see them and then you know party all night there's options for you for that but I wanted like a mixture of like being around people that are of similar age, you know, not mm. not in like an adult only kind of tour, but you know, um, I think we're our tour is like from eighteen to forty or something like that. Yeah. Where I know like Top Deck is like only eighteen to thirty five. Uh, yeah, it just depends on what your kind of budget is and what kind of style of traveling you like. So mm. we're fairly like chill about where we sleep. Like we don't need to be in five star hotels every single night. So the boat in the middle was a great. Um, thing for us as well as not always having all of the um, I guess attractions included like the entrance fees or something like that because if they had like numerous attractions one day then we didn't like if we weren't feeling up to it that day then we could pick and choose what we wanted to do or if we wanted to spend a bit longer so tours that had a little bit of flexibility with that too so that's what we kind of looked for when we were doing in particular our turkey one and it just so happened that that was exactly what the tour that Georgie recommended to us mm. um, and you know hearing from someone that we know firsthand that it was an amazing experience you know that really kind of pushes you into like okay great like I've heard from someone that's done it even just getting like word-to-word recommendations from people that have done traveling and whatnot same with med sailors like my sister's done a lot of med sailors trips one of my really good friends has done one um even just looking at their social media and whatnot, like you can just tell that it looks like such a great experience. Um, And yeah, it was just a no-brainer for us. Like, okay, yep, we definitely want to do that. And with med sailors in particular, you know, we're going around the Greek islands and stuff. Yes, if you want to go to Santorini and stuff like that, you can organise that by yourselves. But we were like, well, if we just go on a tour, then they take us to all these cool places that we wouldn't necessarily see, and then we don't have to spend all the day waiting to get onto a ferry to go to another island, and then like taking all our baggage across all the different islands and yanking that around and whatnot, where we had accommodation on the boat, and the boat takes us wherever we need to go, and it's all sorted. We've got local knowledge around us, and we'll be around people of submerged age, and, you know... It'll be a great experience to meet new people. So these kind of tours are great if you want to meet new people and if you're traveling or whatever, whether it be in a couple with friends or single. Um, I know med sailors say that if you've got um, friends traveling 
on the same kind of dates, then you can include that in your booking reference and whatnot, and then they try and put you onto the same yacht. So the boat that we're on has a maximum of 10 people. So it's quite intimate, and it's not like super expensive like you'd expect for like a super bougie thing, but it looks really, really nice. You know, like it's affordable. It's, yeah, got like-minded people on it. So, yeah, mm. I'm excited. It seems like you did a really good amount of research in order to find the thing that was going to suit your traveling style best and what you were sort of wanting out of that experience most which I think is going to pay dividends for you when you're actually over there and probably helps that you have traveled previously so that Mm. you kind of have an idea of what it is you would want and would not want where some people might be like oh I I don't even know so that would be really helpful. Yeah and there are tours like Kentucky and whatnot that take you like if you just want to do a brief overview of Europe like I've had friends that have done Kentuckys where they literally just do all the top spots across Europe but again because we wanted to do a little bit more in depth spending a little bit more time in each country rather than just kind of like ticking each city off for us it was more like okay well we've got this spare time where we've literally got no obligations no like job to go back to we're not tied down to having a time limit per se we may as well make the most out of it. And for us, that was, you know, tours and places that we hadn't been. And luckily for me, I have done traveling in Italy before and I felt confident being like, okay, well, we can organize this part of the trip. It's very lucky that I've had so many friends that have done a lot of traveling as well. And my sister, they've shared that knowledge and I've kind of accumulated that over the years. And I did tourism in high school as well. So I I feel well versed and I know what to look for, if that makes sense. And Mm. I know what kind of traveler I am and what Mason is like as well and what would kind of suit our needs. So, yeah, I think it's just important just knowing what kind of thing you, like what are your boundaries. You could go to a really cheap hostel, but you could also not really feel too safe in that area or something like that, or you could get bed bugs or whatever. So for us, I was looking literally last night at um, Italy um, hostels and I was like, I'd rather spend a little bit more money on a nicer looking hostel that has really great reviews and yeah just pay that a little bit more extra rather than just go super cheap and just say whatever because Mm. for me I would rather feel safe and secure in a place and know that it's got workers there 24-7 so that you're never really like alone in the building per se or like feel locked in or in like a really dodgy area where you know you have to travel 20 minutes on a train just to get into the city centre I'd rather pay that a little bit more just to, you know, be in the city centre, feel a bit safer and place looks really clean and it's got really great reviews. So for me, that's just a personal thing and some people would might choose to go super budget and just go with whatever's cheapest and that's fine. But for me, yeah, knowing what I need, I will pay a little bit extra just for that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.